Hi, and welcome to the Virtually Yours podcast, Outsourcing Mysteries Exposed, the no BS hustle-free podcast for business owners who outsource or provide outsourcing services. I'm your host, Rosie Shiloh, virtual assistant advocate and owner of Virtually Yours, the virtual assistant network. Let's get started. Okay, hello everybody and welcome to today's episode where we are talking to the amazing Angela Henderson who is someone I'm very excited to have on this particular series because she has a very unique um, uh, perspective on imposter syndrome which is the you know the topic that we're looking at at the moment. So um, Angela is a small business coach, loads and loads of experience. She works on helping small business owners get control of their life, build their confidence, find time to spend with their family and friends while making a successful business, which are all things that people tend to worry about um, trying to achieve when they have imposter syndrome. So welcome, Angela. Thank you so much for joining me. Hey, nice to be here today. Excellent. So how long have you been coaching business owners? Yeah, so uh, at time of recording my first business, I've been in business for 11 years total. But in regards to the consulting side, we're entering, ending our fourth year going into the fifth year. Beautiful, beautiful. And you've got this massive background in mental health as well, yeah? Yes, absolutely. So I did an undergrad in psychology and sociology. Then I did a master's in social work here at the University of Queensland in Australia. Then I did my clinical prac back in North Carolina, where I was a licensed mental health <clears throat> clinical social worker doing diagnostic assessments and then diagnosing people with schizophrenia, bipolar, depression, autism, you know, anxiety, etc. And then looking at their overall treatment plan from a place of either pharmaceutical, holistic approach, uh, therapeutic approach approaches and things like that. Beautiful. So you would have a really unique insight into when people are talking to you in that coaching capacity around their business as to what's kind of really going on inside their head and what's kind of holding them back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a few elements there. I do think that by being a mental health clinician of 15 years, that uh, it's actually probably one of my unique characteristics when I'm working with clients, because when I work with my clients, my clients aren't just a transaction, they're human beings. And in order to really excel and help them make four and five figure months and on a six and seven figure years without burning out, is you all, you cannot uh, neglect that they've got community and family at some stage in their life. It doesn't necessarily be marriage or whatever, but family in general. And when we look at my mental health diagnosis, for example, is you can't have a full mental health diagnosis unless it's impacting all three areas of your life. So, you know, an example is, if I'm assessing a child and the schools put in the referral for me to do the clinical assessment, but what I find out is the behaviors are only happening at school, but when I speak with their basketball coach, their swimming coach, there's no behaviors there. When I speak with the family, there's minimal behaviors there. So typically then I'm like, well, there is an isolated incident that's happening at the school. Once we're able to find that incident, we get to the root of the problem. Typically those symptoms disappear, but it's when those symptoms continue to present in all three areas of life is when you are technically supposed to be getting that diagnosis. So as a business consultant, when I'm working with people and I'm seeing stressors like lockdown and COVID um, and things like that, it's, uh, it allows me not to diagnose them at all. I do no diagnosing with my business consulting clients, but allows me to say like, hey, have you checked in with your GP lately? You've told me that this is impacting all three areas of life. You know, this typically means that it's, you know, you need to probably speak with someone. So I do think it's uh, an advantage 
uh, as a consultant to have the years of experience that I do in regards to mental health. Yeah, nice. So do you think that, um, what sort of prevalence do you think imposter syndrome kind of has in, you know, you predominantly work with women in business like I do. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that it's it's a massive thing or is it just here? And do, do the imposters, like, are they, are they on their own? Are they, is it just them? No, I mean, I think we all have imposter syndrome creep in at different parts of our life. But what I noticed is that it creeps in at startup, I look at business as startup growth and scale phase. And like I said, it can be there in all of those stages. But the key that I have found is how long is it hanging around for? And typically, the longer it's hanging around or the more that people keep talking about it, normally they haven't really dealt with the root cause of what's going on and why it's presenting. So when I start to see things like that with clients and I'm like, well, hold on, you kind of talked about this last month because typically I work with my clients for a minimum of six months and then up to a year. So like, hold on, you brought this up a couple of months ago, what's going on? And then we'll kind of unpack it a little bit. And typically there's like a limiting belief or a story around money or worth, or it's not just typically just imposter syndrome by itself. There's normally some, some other characteristic. And so I said, well, listen, you know, uh, we need to get to the root of this or it's going to continue to keep presenting. I mean, you look at New Year's resolutions, for example, right? Everyone, you know, we're getting to the end of the year and everyone's going to start planning, you know, I'm going to do this this year. I'm going to do this this year. And they don't. Why? Because they don't get to the root of what's stopping them from continuing to happen. It's the same thing with imposter syndrome, self-sabotage, limiting beliefs, money, worth. Get to the root of it and you're going to excel. So in my experience, as being a clinician, I used to do CBT, DBT therapy, all of that with like, like talking therapy, et cetera, with clients. And yes, that works to a degree. And then I got into business consulting. And then I also heard about a bit more about mindset and what that looks like. And that helps to a degree. But recently, I start working with my new coach and to work with him, it was $45,000 to work with him for six months. And one of the things that's included in this package is these 12 hypnotherapy sessions. And he said, listen, and you know, you get these free therapy, you know, hypnotherapy sessions. I said, let's be clear. They're not free. I'm actually paying for them. Let's be very clear about that. Um, and I, and I said, but you know, listen, it's like you recommend these and I'm all about just testing it and, you know, kind of going with the process. So I'll do it. So I did 12 weeks of hypnotherapy every Every Tuesday morning at 8 a.m. And it was absolutely one of the biggest game changers ever. And the example that I use is one of my clients, one of my one-to-one clients had come to me and said, you know, when I signed up with one-on-one with you, I thought I was going to get more templates. And in my brain, I was like, where is this coming from? And then I was like, you know, I don't do a cookie cutter approach to businesses. So each business gets their own personalized plan based on family, business needs, et cetera. So then I went back and I was like, actually, no, this lady had about seven to eight different templates that she needed for her business to help her grow. And I was like, no, she's got templates. So obviously I was triggered by this because I was like, this doesn't make any sense. And then I was like, oh my goodness, if she feels this way, do other one-on-one clients feel this way? Do my mastermind clients like, oh my goodness. what? And I was like, what? I was like, Angela, stop. So in the hypnotherapy session that week, the lady said, is there anything that came up for you? And I told her about what this client said. She said, all right, well, let's just see where it takes us. And then 
obviously you're still a lot like um alert but she counts you down she said when you get when i get to zero you'll be where we need to be so she gets it and sure not i mean again if someone would have said i was doing hypnotherapy eight weeks ago i would have laughed in someone's face but anyway so she counts me down and then there's this incident that took me back to Iowa when i was around 18 19 20 somewhere around there and it was this computer that was left open at my mom's house she had just separated from my dad and on the computer, as I was walking past, I saw my name and I thought, well, that's weird. Why is my name on the computer? Of course, I stopped Sticky Beak and have a look to see what was going on. And she had said to, it was like an eHarmony dating scenario. And she was speaking with this guy or whatever, or sending him an email. And it just said, you know, my daughter's in medical school. My daughter's got a GPA of this. She's doing this, but it was all fake. None of it was true. And she had made up a, a persona for my brother and my sister. So I was like, what? But I'd never thought of it over the last 20 years. I never have said, I'm a very confident person too. Never have the words, I feel I'm not good enough ever come out of my mouth. But what happened when that client triggered me, right? The deeper stuff, the root of where this was coming from was that incident 20 years ago, where when I read that, even though I never said out loud, I don't think I'm good enough, that's still what I felt. So that's an incident where talking therapy would never have, 80 sessions of talking therapy would never have gotten me to that revolution, right? And now I've got this thing, again, people may not see, depending if you use audio, where it's like this little saying where it's like, I'm enough, I'm doing enough, I'm giving enough, just keep going, right? So that essence again is until you get to the root of where imposter syndrome is coming from, until you get to the root of where the self-sabotaging behavior is coming from, it is going to continue to cycle and cycle and cycle. It doesn't mean that this essence of I'm not good enough isn't going to show up maybe again somewhere. But the thing is, is I now have insight to where it's coming from and I'll be able to control doing I mean and get through it a lot quicker than ever before that's so cool um I think a, a, a lot of people really um would fear trying to find out what the root cause is it's actually very very brave to kind of go you know what let's have a look and see what we can do with this mm -hmm. um so did you start doing that because you wanted to address imposter syndrome I mean we all know that imposter syndrome is like basically what you've been saying about self-doubt self-sabotage all that sort of thing mm -hmm. is that where you were at or is this was that just a um no it just like I said so there was no rhyme or reason with the hypnotherapy other than my coach was like hey it's free and I said it's not and I thought I'm gonna get my money's worth for $45,000 so I was like I'm using every last you know what I mean hypnotherapy yeah. session there is um and so like I said I just went in there and it was like they, I mean, they're very strategic, the hypnotherapist, they're like every week kind of has a theme or they kind of are guided by what may have triggered you for the week. And then they kind of look at like, where is it? But my overall theme for the 12 weeks, which is also my word of the year was ease. I want more ease into my life, right? And so again, she was looking at this perspective was like ease with clients, right? Like what, what could be ease? What, how could you ease into working with your clients better? And how could it just be easy collectively, right? And so again, that's why she said, did anything come up for you this week uh, that felt uneasy or felt hard or whatever? And I said, actually, this thing came up. So it's very like, there's nothing really planned. And I guess that's where the whole, you're guided by your intuition, right? Is they kind of ask one or two questions. You're like, oh yeah, actually. And then they go, well, let's see where this takes us and then they do this kind of countdown thing and then you kind of end up you know there and you're just like oh like yeah so it's very very powerful and something that again I never would have considered unless it was part of this coaching package that I signed up for uh, but after seeing it I again I can see how 
sitting therapy is only going to scratch the surface. Mindset will dig a little bit deeper, but the hypnotherapy, they're really getting to that root of it. And, you know, it can feel scary. Also, you know, mindset is messy. Mm -hmm. It's uh, the internal work is messy, but I'm a firm believer that currently if you're listening and your, your external world is a direct reflection of your internal world. So if you're living in a state of chaos and imposter syndrome, do you know what I mean? Sabotage, worth, wondering where the next payment's coming from, chasing clients, toxicity. You need to look inside because A, it's the internal stuff that needs to change. But most importantly, women need to start taking responsibility for their life. And a lot of people will get triggered of just how I said that so firmly and so bluntly. And I don't really fucking care because here's the thing. Women, in my opinion, continue to be the ones that are causing us not to get more wealth in our hands. It's not the men. I believe the men contribute a little bit. Yes. And they can be the scapegoats, but us women just stop bitching, stop moaning every single day. You get to wake up and decide what you do and what you don't do with your life. You can choose to wake up and have a beautiful day and rock and roll and work on the messiness of the internal or don't do it, but please just stop bitching about it. Right? Like seriously. I mean, and I say this very bluntly because in the last five years, my grandmother's my grandmother died on Christmas. My brother died on Mother's Day. A father type figure died on New Year's Day. Another a business friend died two weeks after that. And a best friend just died recently. So in three years, I've had an enormous amount of, of grief, you can say. But a lot of people always say, but Ange, you can just continue to show up. You're still doing your podcast. You're still showing up for your family. You're showing up for your clients. Yeah, I get to choose doesn't mean that I don't grieve. It doesn't mean that I don't go sad. You know, I was just driving the other day with my kids and that song by Ed Sheeran going, I think it's a, I wish heaven had a waiting room, right? Comes on. It's, it's a very uh, moving song and the tears just flow. So the tears still continue. The grief is still there, but I had a choice to work on my grief. So I've been working with spiritual healers, you know, money block people, uh, a variety of things to work through the grief, but just like grief, the grief will never go away and either will imposter syndrome, but I've got choice. I've got choice to look internal and make change, or I've got choice not to. You choose not to, please don't bitch about it. Just like that's your choice, right? So when clients work with me inside of my, you know, group programs, mastermind or one-on-one, they kind of have this one kind of thought rule. And I'll give you an example. A client of mine was talking about something and we were able to unpack that her reason why she feels she can't ask for more was she feels unsafe for asking for more money. So I said, okay, great. We've identified where the problem is, but I'm still, I'm not trained in NLP for mindset and I'm not a hypnotherapist. So when people work with me, I also have 12 other experts that work with me and they can access one-on-one time and they, those experts will bill me for them. So I believe that businesses need a holistic approach to success. And so I said to her, I said, we've identified it. You now can go, here's the three people I would recommend you connect with because that's their zone of genius. But you're no longer allowed to talk about this again because we've talked about it. We've addressed it. The other women have also helped you to get through it. We've given you a solution and now the choice is yours. Go and do something with it or don't do something with it. But I don't want the heaviness to remain within the group because you're choosing not to. So again, some, that's why, again, I either repel people or I attract people into my space. And on any given week throughout my programs, I'm working with 100 women around the world. So I do, I mean, I'm confident I know what I'm doing, but I also know that some people would prefer the fluff. You're not going to get that with me because you know, I look at business 
mentors, business coaches, and business consultants. You're paying me premium dollar to help move you from A to B. And it's not just strategy I'm moving you on. I'm moving you with mindset, spirituality, and a combination of things. Well, I just fell in love with you. <laughs> um, I am all about no bullshit and um, and I love that. So if they if they do choose to address it and they want to check in on the progress that they're making with that, is it a safe place for that? Well, 100% progress is different because, mm. you know, a lot of women will say to me, well, how much money are you going to make me? And I said, I'm not going to make you any money. Your action or inaction is going to determine how much money you make. So, of course, if you're taking action or you might be like, uh, like, I'm confused. Do you think I should go to this person or this person? That's 100 percent. But it's not a space just to keep whinging and whinging and whinging about. It's I'm creating a space that's about taking proactive approaches to bettering ourselves financially, emotionally, um, physically, mentally, etc. Mm-hmm. And I don't want Debbie Downers who are just like, womp, 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 womp. Now, listen, we've got a safe space. We've got a lot of people down in Melbourne. We've got a lot of people in Sydney who are also in my space. I've also got people around the world who are going through different types of things with COVID at time of recording, right? 100%. Whenever we get on a call, we kind of will have a powwow. All right. We talk about, I always say, what's your peak for the week? And what's your valley for the week? So there's always space for it. But once we're done, we're not going back there. It's what, do you mean like looking, it's not to minimize people's feelings, but if I allowed that to go on, my whole session could just be people just in the mean down and about. I'm here to listen, empathize, even provide sympathy if it's relatable. And at the end of the day though, my job as a leader in this space is to continue to find ways to keep momentum up and motivation up in a time when that is very difficult. You look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, people in Sydney and Melbourne, have come to me and they're like, Ange, my motivation's gone. Like I can barely get out of bed. And I'm like, okay. I said, like, but your motivation will be back. If you look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs and the kind of the five tiers there, the bottom two tiers are around safety, security, and primary needs like food, shelter, water, right? That's all Victorians, particularly in New South Wales, can handle right now. Wake up, breathe, make sure our kids are okay. Maybe do some school, maybe do some work. So when I say to this crew, like, listen, it will come back. I promise you, it will come back. But right now you only have capacity to do this. You can't be thinking at that kind of higher level with that creativity and momentum and big goals. So even when we do a monthly live goal setting session, I will always say before we jump into the, before you write your goals for the next four weeks, what is your bandwidth for the next four weeks? So I say, if you're in lockdown, or if you've got school holidays, or even if you've got Christmas coming, because Christmas can be a very stressful time, school holidays, plus you might have to see your in-laws. I mean, Christmas isn't always deck the halls, right? It's like, it can be very stressful. So I say, why would you then try and have the most ambitious goals that you've ever wanted to have for the entire year in the most stressful period of your year? So I always talk about bandwidth and getting women to recognize what is their bandwidth for the next four weeks and be kind and gentle to themselves. You can still move your business forward without having to do a million things and burn out. 
So that brings up a really good point. At the moment, people are in, you know, Australia's so big and so many different situations in different states. So there's going to be different bandwidth, as you call it. Um, so the people that are really struggling with motivation, which is massive at the moment, um, are going to be having that, you know, playbook in their heads saying I'm falling behind. Um, people who are not going through this are kicking all these goals. And again, so they're going to be copying, uh, sorry, uh, comparing themselves to other people. Mm -hmm. And that's going to add a layer of, you know, stress or a layer of doubt. What would you say to that? I always say, regardless if we're on COVID or not, focus on your own race course. Is what I say. Like really, you know. But you also have to remember, social media paints a picture that nine times out of ten is not true. It's this facade or this, you know, pretty polished, you know professional images I mean I haven't been to a branding photographer in three years going yeah, 18 four years as of next month I finally have a brand shoot in November this year right because I'm just like you either get me in my hoodie and this is a picture or not because if all my in my opinion if all my images are just branded that's not actually and they're all polished that's not a true reflection of actually what's going on in my world on any given day right so for me is it's like remember social media's perception this person could be in Melbourne. You could be in Melbourne. You could both have two kids homeschool and you might go, oh my God, they've got their shit together. You, but that's maybe what they're showing you. They've got their shit together. They're not showing you potentially the screaming, the fighting, the kids on iPads. Again, nothing wrong with any of that. But what I'm saying is be mindful of perception and therefore just if you can focus on your own race course. What are you doing and what do you need? Like some of my clients say, you know, they're like, I'm struggling to get out of bed edge, mm. right? And then again, I have to go, okay, how much of this is motivation versus how much is this could potentially be depression or anxiety kicking in, right? Yeah. So then I'm like, okay, hey, let's kind of stop with the goals for a week and let's stop kind of like pushing ourselves, but let's maybe check in with the GP, yeah. right? Again, not diagnosing you, but you know, uh, we still need to be getting out of bed at some stage during the day, right? So, you know, those are those things that, again, I'm mindful of. But what I always say, even before COVID was here, is focus on your own race course. Um, and I also think there's this pressure that, you know, social media is always like seven figures, seven figures, seven figures, seven figures. It used to be but, six. When did it jump up to seven, damn it? I know. <laughs> Considering like only 1% of the population, I think, ever becomes seven figures or higher. It's, anyways, but my whole thing is, it's like not everyone wants seven figures. Oh. A lot of people are quite happy just to replace their nine to five income and be able to create, you know, school pickups, school drop off, have these holidays, you know, not have to work, you know, whatever, you know, have only a four day work week, et cetera. So I also say not only focus on your own race course, but really go back to why are you in business? Yeah. Why are you really showing up and continuing to do what you do? Because again, it just as quickly as imposter syndrome and everything else can come in play. I find the more solid you are with the reason why you're in business, that every decision you make is leaning more towards that. So again, when we work on our goals, I say, is this goal in alignment with your vision and mission? And a lot of women go, no. And then I go, well, then why are you doing it? Well, I read over here. I saw over here. I'm like, no, again, focus on you and your own race course and your whys. So again, also just giving yourself permission that you don't have to hit seven figures. You might be happy with a hundred K year, 50 K year. I don't know, whatever that is. Again, you do you be true to you. And again, always be mindful about what is your current bandwidth, you know, to make sure that you, you know, are just being kind to yourself, your family, uh, and creating those memories. 
completely agree. It's so important to know what your definition of success is. If you're if you're scared, like if you feel unwell at the idea of success, it means that it's somebody else's success that you're exploring or you're looking at or comparing yourself to. If you know what your definition of success is, it should be something that really lights you up mm -hmm. and you work out what that big why is. And all of your decisions are so much easier because you can always just tick them off with that. Is this going to head in that direction? Yes. Mm -hmm. Sweet. Let's go there. If it's not, off, off with its head. And that's mm -hmm. such a great way to take away that eases how much pressure is on your bandwidth because that, you know, without that, you're taking everything on board. Mm -hmm. There's one more thing that I wanted to ask you before we finish up, and that is around how when we have these issues with our mindset, with motivation, with comparing ourselves, um, these things do creep up um, repeatedly and it's not always going to be one core reason. So as you said, there might be a theme, this is what's triggered at this particular point. Um, obviously, we've all got multiple themes that are going to trigger us in different ways across mm -hmm. the whole scope of our lives. Um, apart from hypnotherapy, which I think is brilliant. Um, are there other things that you recommend people do in terms of identifying when, um, you know, these sort of things are kind of starting to rear their head? Because it is going to, it's going to keep happening. It's not like you sort it out and that's the end of the day. Well, I mean, the thing is, is mindset is ongoing. I mean, it doesn't stop, right? And if anything, the, like I said, when you hit growth stage, it will show up, but it will show up in a different way. When you hit scale stage, it will show up again. It will just show up in a different way, right? The key here is, is as they start to show up, don't suppress it. The key here is to have curiosity to see why is this showing up? What does this mean? How is this impacting? And giving yourself the space to look at it. Most times, though, we're like, oh, imposter syndrome, oh, paralysis, oh, whatever. It's here. Oh, but I'll just go and do a few more things. Tick, tick, tick. Okay, it's gone. It's it's quieter now. And we go on. Women, in my opinion, we because we're so busy and we're juggling motherhood, school drop-off, school pickup, freaking wiping ass, kissing ass, whatever. The reality of it is, is we don't stop and get curious about why this is continuing to show up. So if you allow yourself the space, I'm not sitting there freaking in kumbaya and meditate for a day. I'm just saying, you can if you want. I'm saying, but take five minutes, get a piece of paper out, go, okay, this is showing up, what's going on? Sometimes it could be around sleep. So, you know, again, as a therapist, again, this is one of my things is when I start to see anxiety and depression creep in, and you could say imposter syndrome, self-sabotage, when I ask them about their sleep, they're running on like four hours of sleep. Well, when your brain is not, do you know what I mean, fully rested, of course, these other things are going to come in because again, you're not, it's not rest. So sometimes they might just continue to show up and it could just be a matter of like, what is my sleeping pattern? Right now, again, I'm not minimizing. You still have to get to the root of it, right? Because if not, it will continue to rear its head. But typically, again, anxiety rears its head when we're either uh, in depression, manic, do you know what I mean? Or too depressed, right? And so it's about having the insight to just kind of ask yourself some basic self-care questions. Am I sleeping regularly? Yes. Am I getting out and moving? Now, I'm not saying you have to go run a fucking marathon or walk your dog eight kilometers a day or even huff and puff, but are you just getting up and moving? So one of the things I just do at home is, you know, I just walk around the house a couple of times, just move, right? You know, movement is important. Sleep is important. Your food is important. If all of, if you're eating McDonald's every day, not moving and not sleeping, I would say, of course, imposter syndrome and all this other shit's going to come up because you, you just, 
you're flat, you're not 100% yourself. So get curious at, at assessing. The other thing you can do, um, just like I would do with my ex-mental health clients, to try and trap depression, anxiety, etc., is I'd have them just um, like in a diary on their phone, wherever they want, is just kind of track how they're feeling on any given day. So if it's imposter syndrome specifically, you could ask yourself, is imposter syndrome here today? No. Did I get a good night's sleep? Yes. Was there other any contributing factors? So like sales are low, fighting with husband. Because again, those things typically start to make people still start to feel wobbly about things, right? So again, by tracking that, it's similar things too, is like, does imposter syndrome typically for women show up more when you're about to get your period and the hormones and emotions are going high? But the rest of the month, it's not there. So again, there's still a root cause, but what I'm saying it's influenced by and is more likely to show up when the hormones and everything is going on, right? So again, there's always patterns, again, if you're willing to get curious and look for it. Ah, oh, lovely. I love that. And it's so worth investing in being curious and constantly learning about how you work, how your own mind works, how your body works. And that mm. is part, people... People seem to compartmentalize that away from business or parenting. This is this special self-help thing. And they're all dependent on that. There's consequences of not looking at that um, and that impact everything. And one of the words that kind of came, all the expressions that came to mind then was, um, you know, how you said you get wobbly. And then you have something as the straw that breaks the camel's back. And we look at the straw, but we don't look at the wobbly beforehand. And why was I triggered more by that right now than previously? Like yesterday, if I'd heard that, I would have been fine. Mm -hmm. Today, when I hear that, I just break down in tears. Why is that? Mm -hmm. Yep. And like I said, there's so many variables. Sleep kids are being crazy, you're in lockdown, they're beating each other up. A food too, a lot of times entrepreneurs will forget to eat because they're jumping to the next thing. Yes. Uh, so that's why I get on my like, okay, uh, I always joke with my web developer and my SEO consultant, I always say, he'll hop on and I'll say, have you eaten today? And he'll say, no, I haven't. And I'll say, get some food. And he's really lovely to me. But I was like, Lisa, his missus, I was like, Lisa's not going to need to deal with you when you're done with me. So go get some food. <laughs> so he's like, oh, he's like, you're always so good about this end, right? Because again, he's like, oh, I, I turn evil and I get hanger when I don't eat. So I always joke, especially if it's around lunchtime. They'll be like, actually, no, no, I haven't. I was like, okay, I'll wait a few minutes, go make yourself a sandwich or something. So again, having that insight. And again, that's why I think as a consultant, I've got a bit of an advantage with my mental health background is it's like, you know, I understand these tools like tracking, like exploring, like getting curious there, you know, that kind of like what happened before the behavior, what was the consequence, you know, these are all clues that the universe is giving you. I also believe that the universe nudges you. And so if imposter syndrome is continuing to show up, it's another way of the universe nudging you you know, this isn't going away. You need to explore this, right? I believe in divine timing. And that is that the universe is giving you what you need on any given day, right? Um, and the universe is giving you this imposter syndrome or this questions in your mind for a reason. Again, choose to do something with it or choose not to, but just know there is a consequence and a reward depending on what, what option you choose. Yeah, my one of my favorite favorite expressions is that you can have excuses or um, 
oh, results or excuses, couldn't think of it then. Results mm -hmm. or excuses. And at the end of the day, you pick which one. There's no right or wrong. You've just got to be aware that there is going to be either results or excuses. And one of my, my pet peeves is when people don't take action to make changes for the better, when they've identified that mm -hmm. this is something that's holding them back and they just keep coming back at it. And I get called the evil penguin sometimes in my group because I do call, same with you, I call people out on it. I go, hey, hey, no, that's actually been, this isn't a new thing. We've mm -hmm. heard this quite a lot and you're still sitting in it. What are you going to do about it? Mm -hmm. and um and they're going to be scared because based on what you said today I'm going to be probably even more harsh on them <laughs> <laughs> they're going to be like damn Angela she's just fueled that penguin fire so, yeah uh, and again yeah. like it's not from a place of bad but again I'm like you're paying me to consult you and to help you move right so my thing is is I can sit here and just go yeah yeah yeah, you know, you can you enable know. them to stay in that position. Yep. And I can just go, yep, I'm still getting paid regardless. Right. And I'm like, no, I need to lay my head on my pillow at the end of the night, knowing that I gave them the best advice based on their current situation that will help move them both for short and long-term future growth and profitability. Mm, lovely. It's like personal trainers who don't care if people don't show up. They're like, I'll still get paid. The ones that call you up and annoy the heck out of you and go, why weren't you there? They're yeah. doing it because they care about your results. They want mm -hmm. you Forward. Yep, 100%. It has been such a delight having you here today. So much food for thought. And hopefully it will help some people make that choice, that active choice to make some changes and to listen to not only the universe, but the, you know, what's going on in their heads and what, what's happening before that straw kind of breaks. And I cannot thank you enough for your time and your wisdom today. Gosh, no worries. Thank you so much for having me today. And again, if anyone wants to check me out or connect with me, they can just head to the website, AngelaHenderson.com.au or follow me over on Instagram at Angela Henderson Consulting. I just love connecting with other amazing women who are doing amazing things. So I look forward to staying connected. Beautiful. And we will make sure we include those links on our podcast so that it's so easy to go and stalk Angela and connect with her. Thanks so much, everyone. Have a fabulous day and I'll see you in our next episode. Hey, 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 thank you for listening to the Virtually Yours podcast, Outsourcing Mysteries Exposed. Between now and our next session, I know you're going to be hanging out to take some action on outsourcing in your business. So head on over to virtuallyyours.com.au and you can download some information there about the best ways to outsource for business growth. If you're a virtual assistant, make sure you join us. We have an amazing virtual assistant community at Virtually Yours, Aussie VAs connecting and helping each other grow. Have a fantastic day and I'll see you at the next podcast.